hello. No, just the last like week. <laughs> uh, hello, welcome no, to fine. the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host Rob. Uh, welcome to uh, a lovely show today. Um, oh, I've done the wrong fucking thing. I'm joined by Glass Half Dead. Uh, give me a second. I've definitely done the overlay oh. wrong because I forgot. Uh, hello, buddy. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Rob. Uh, I'm good. It's twelve o'clock. Why do you Why do you stream at twelve o'clock in the middle of the work week? Uh, not that I mind. <laughs> not that you mind. It's a It's a good time to do it. I think. Uh, okay. like everyone's on their lunch break people can just take their moment off uh, everyone in australia gets to hang out and uh, and catch up with us uh, i think that works so let me just do some over i, I did the overlay for a different overlay which i've just realized as Perfect. we go uh, but now I'm you want late. to do kill team unique overlay of course yeah uh, <laughs> there we go uh, right hello everyone super excited to have uh, nice have dead on the show you've got your own youtube channel do you want to let's start out there let's shout that out where can we find you to hear you talking about this? I'll just get straight to the shilling. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. Uh, you can check me out. I'm Glass Half Dead. I basically only talk about Kill Team. I'm lame enough that I set up my green screen five minutes ago to show the Kill Team logo in the background, and I think that says it all. Mm-hmm. I currently am uh, mocking 40k drama right now because, as you also. said, I may actually hate all of the games. I don't know. Um, I, I hope that's not the case. I, I quite love both of the games, but apparently that's not the right impression I'm giving. Today we're going to be talking about the new 40k kill team. I know nothing yet, but I'm hoping, uh, like, if you are kill team curious, then obviously Glass Half Dead is a YouTube channel, you can go and find out about it and also, if you are interested but you might not have jumped to that YouTube channel immediately, this will be a good way to talk about it, because I am genuinely quite interested, I was less interested when I saw the the, the, the pictures as, as numbers um, but like that, that that's a, you can you can talk to me about that, um, but sure. before we get into, yeah, sure. before yeah. we get into the actual kill team, do you want to tell us about you and how you got into the hobby? Ooh, we've ooh. only got an hour right okay so uh, uh i don't know i like i think i'm pretty standard for you know middle-aged white guys in the uk uh i got, a got into it my dad took me into my local games workshop store when i was like 10 um it was the second edition box set for 40k uh you know with the blood angels and the orcs with the dreadnought thing we bought that I've vaguely been in and around the hobby since then. I think the most games I ever played was in like third edition. And then I played, I didn't touch it, but I paid a lot of attention to it uh, all the way up until three years ago when Kill Team released. And I used the release of Kill Team to propel me forward to actually play some games, do some hobby, paint some models. Uh, and then Kill Team was just su- like such a more accessible game for me, not both just from... The, oh wait, I'm back into Kill Team shilling. Hold on. I found Kill Team way more accessible, um, and that kind of pushed me forward to actually play the game. And I'm slowly moving over to 40k as well. And I, I dabble in Sigma. I have a full um, Beast Claw Raiders army. Nice. But I don't play them. But I, I have them. Um, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's an exciting way. In. I I mean, we could talk about all of the pros and cons about Kill Team in a moment, but I can completely understand yeah, yeah. Um, why you say that it's like such an incredible gateway into the other parts of the hobby um, as a way in. Uh, also, like, it, I, I'm not sure if this feels accurate to you, but I don't, and I don't know. Do you get much into the 40k law? Are you big into the 40k law or like? Oh, I know a few things. Oh, <laughs> you okay? You're into it. Okay. <laughs> my, my point was 
Uh, or my question was going to be, do you yeah. find that Kill Team sometimes feels a bit more representative of the stories that you generally tend to read? Because they're like the stories generally are more squad based. Sometimes they have like these huge bolt upon like battle scenes, mm. but I generally tend to find there's more like interpersonal interaction and the character development seems more real. And that's a bit of a left field question, but I just wonder what your thoughts. No, are. so I uh, I think some of the books that I like the most are actually the big battle books, like Gaunt's Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And even though Gaunt's Ghosts do focus heavily on a small squad of guys, which you could get in Kill Team, it's never—it's it, still all about the bigger, larger picture. And I think Imperial Guard does that really well, and Gaunt's Ghosts does that really well. Mm. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're following Gaunt and, and his, his ghosts. But it's always, okay, now we're cutting over to have this big, oh, there's an aerial battle kind of thing. Um, so in a very odd, strange way, <laughs> I feel I should have said yes, but no. Uh, I think that kill the old kill team, if I can slag it off for a moment, yeah, wasn't sure. very good in the form of theme. It was literally just mini 40k. Uh, and I, I th- obviously I'm going to soon talk about it. The new one is, isn't that. Um, but equally, I didn't think 40k had much theme. I felt like 40k was just kind of moving things around on a board. Yeah. And that was fine. It was a game. You know, it doesn't have to have theme. But I know, you know, you hear some people talk about, oh, and then I want to, like, create a narrative battle board because I, it felt so real how all of my models were doing things and they were hidden behind things and they were capturing objectives. And I never get that. Um, and, yeah, there you go. I, I never feel that when I play the game. I think that's really fair. <clears throat> if I can just uh, go on for a moment and compliment Games Workshop. So, uh, everyone take a moment to uh, adjust your, your screens for this. Uh, one of the best things that they did uh, for Age of Sigmar and then they did later with 40k is they made it so that you the, the narrative created the power and what I mean by that is um, if you take a, a pure Beast Corps Raiders army for instance or like an Ogre Moor Tribes army you get additional bonus battle traits for example you know whereas if you're pure Drukhari you get access to a bunch of different rules like uh, and then if you're a pure sub faction you get even more rules so actually they give you power through narrative application which I think is actually um, it does tend to men- make the battles on the tabletop more thematic so instead of a bunch of stuff that you just randomly stick together um, at creating like some story you're hoping creates like you're like okay this is definitely this cult this is definitely this space marine chapter and i get all the bonuses to do that and then you hope the rules really kind of reflect that piece of narrative so actually i think that's a, an excellent piece from games Workshop. i'm sure other companies and other game systems do it similarly as well but i would argue that that's a, a really positive way uh to kind of try to take that narrative and push it into the tabletop version but i do think that the big battles sometimes can lose something but i would say that that's really depends on like in what environment you're playing in at a tournament less so unless the tournament is trying to i think there's a sliding scale for tournaments you turn up and there's just some paper x's then probably your narrative's not like and then there's a, a fucking giant objective marker with some random youtube channel's logo on it you're like ah, i don't know if the space marines want that if I'm honest. Uh, (laughs) um, But anyway, that was just a a side note, uh, which I I don't know if you got any thoughts on that. No, I I kind of agree with you. So what I think, and this is a big thing for me, is as we just kind of said before we started, I'm learning 40K. Mm. So when I'm playing 40K, I'm thinking about the rules. I'm thinking, what does this guy do? Why is he on that side of the board? I was meant to deploy him over there. I've screwed up. What, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so I actually am not yet at the point in 40K where I could really attribute narrative to anything I do. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got to move six inches, but I really wish he moved more. Oh, God, what have I done? Um, obviously, with Kill Team, I knew the rules a lot better, so I could have applied narrative there, but I didn't really. I viewed it as a more competitive game mm. for whatever reason. I can't really tell you why. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. talk to me about um, old 40K then, or maybe like, I don't know, do you want to start with the pros and cons of 40K as it related to the old game, and then you can start introducing us to the new game? Do you mean Kill Team? Yeah, Kill Team, sorry. Okay. I do mean Kill yeah. Team. Uh, <laughs> I do mean Kill Team. So, okay, well, well, one thing that was really good about the old Kill Team, because I think, you know, obviously I connected to something there, was accessibility, size. Like, I haven't played a game of 2K, 40K yet. Not because I don't have the army, because I don't have the space. I play at my friend's house. We don't have a huge 6x4 table. Like, I just literally cannot play a game of 40k without going into, uh, you know, a COVID-infested den of iniquity, right? I have to I have to play with what I can get, so I literally cannot play the games that should be played. That's actually a huge issue, uh, obviously. Um, and it's obviously, it's this huge network of, uh, I'm saying this as somebody learning the game, it's I it's it's dense. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, my friend started playing Admeg. I don't know his rules. He just tells me, okay, so this guy rerolls everything, and these guys move one inch less than normal, and this guy moves one inch more, and and they have an involve now, but and they're rerolling everything. Like, All right, fair enough. Uh, like it, it's completely impenetrable. Yeah, and that's even somebody that has played the game before, admittedly years ago. But the beauty of Kill Team was that you do get a little bit of what it's like to be playing the, the full game. And as you learn Kill Team, the old Kill Team, um, it was essentially the same rule set, just really stripped down. And the way they kind of balanced the game was just they took out all of the units that were unbalanced, essentially. So, you know, if, if you have your 20 blob of Skatari, I realized that wasn't around in the old Kill Team, uh, or old 40k, um, but like... They, they would have looked at that and just said, yeah, no, nah, we're just not going to let you have that. We're just going to give you an artificial points limit. So, And because they were using the same rule set and data guards and data sheets and stuff, but they were uh, as big 40K, but they were allowed to change points, it worked. They could just repoint everything. So you never ran into super broken combinations like you seem to be doing in ninth now which again as a new player terrifies me of getting into 40k uh, but let's ignore that oh no i don't um, let's like, cover ask, ask me the question or talk to me about the question because we kind of talked about this off air what's what is it what yeah. is the fear for new 40k like or ninth at like as a like kill team 40k curious oh um yeah so i guess there's kind of a few things it's it's very scary uh, I I get the feeling like, oh, if I'm not playing the latest codex, I won't have a chance. Mm. I know there's an answer to that, which is forget the top tables. The mid table is where it's at. That's a game. The top table seems kind of boring, if I'm honest. It's actually, uh, it's actually although... avoid the matchup, but like, yeah, yours, yours oh, is okay, true. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't play anyone with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just dodge it and then you're fine. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, so that's quite scary because... I don't want to spend a thousand pounds plus all my, you know, potentially a hundred hours of hobby time because I'm super slow to get table turn two. I don't mind losing. I do mind like just being wiped off the board and be like, oh, I probably should have done spent all of that time with a different army if 
if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, like, losing's fine. Being embarrassed is probably not. Uh, is how and I'm also, and also losing because... and like this, I talk about this quite a bit, but losing because you don't understand why you're losing. Like, knowing that you're losing, sure. but you don't really understand why, you're like, oh, um like what like what like why am i losing and then and then you, you know you could ask on a facebook group and they'd be like your army's bad and you'd be like oh yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um i do get that feeling yeah like i mean i i troll around or troll around i don't troll uh you know like r slash warhammer competitive mm-hmm. and people will happily tell you their feelings on on like your list and all that mm-hmm. stuff but it, it is kind of like yeah, I don't know. It's like because I know that if I put on whatever list I'm building, they say, "Yep, yeah, take that out, take that out, take that out." Yeah. Whoever Sean Naden, Richard Siegler ran this, this, and this, do that. It's like, oh, uh, eh. Yeah, I would say I would say that uh, like I agree with you. Like I think a lot of the conversation that occurs around competitive 40k or playing 40k at all is because you're generally. Because you are having to have a conversation about like a stable like set of data, you end up having a conversation only about that top bracket of competitiveness because you like so because that's a stable amount of information. And then once you go into the weeds, like, for instance, if I was doing like covering a match between two completely off meta armies and someone would be like, Rob, how's this going to go? I'm like, no clue like no clue whereas yeah, whereas yeah. I, I think your, your point about them being two meta top table armies i'm and i said this off air to you a moment ago i'm more likely to be able to pick out what's going to happen in that matchup like and it's really only going to come down to player skill what actually changes how that matchup works like i gave you an example earlier on of two armies playing one army should beat the other army all the time but player skill might change because one player might be better than the other player or whatever might happen so like the the actual differential yeah. between the armies is 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 none at that level but when you get into the weeds so i would say if you are planning on playing 40k there are a bunch of people who yeah just copy and paste a list from like that competitive edge uh, but there are just a bunch of people with just stuff and like you can play them and it's a great time like uh, like we had a whole bunch of new people just out of 40k event here at the weekend and they were just playing around with stuff like a good example i talked about this yesterday but like uh, just magnus running around uh, not dying to drukari like firepower was just an, an, an i kept coming back and being surprised i was like <laughs> he's still alive this he's is great yeah, yeah. like yeah. and um and uh, and so i wouldn't mind too much like uh, playing 40k right now like even me i'm building an orc army that's I would say not. I'd say the orc, I didn't say the orc book is fantastic, but I, I have a very like I want to. I like I'm being really belligerent. I want to play this. You know, if I went on to our yeah. competitive uh, 40k or whatever, they would say, <laughs> they'd rip you yeah, apart, yeah, they'd be yeah. like that shit, that shit, that shit. I'd be like, cool, but I don't want that. I want to run loads of squigs. I run run some squig buggies, and the squig buggies are good. The squigs are fine as well. But like, but my point was, and we've gone too long on this, um, is that <laughs> I like I would say that that fear is fair and understand. I understand it. But I would say that you could still build armies and play with them and have a good time most of the time, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think, I don't know why I'm continuing to talk about this, but uh, yeah, this isn't Kill Team. Uh, but I, I think it's getting out of the mindset of I want to hang with the top tier players and th- thinking I want to hang with the mid tier players. Um, I think it's odd to go into something, for me at least, and thinking I don't want to be the best. Or I don't even want to approach the best and thinking the fun is here, though, not here. But yeah, yeah. something to think about. I don't know. 
No, it makes sense. It really, really does. I think, like very much like I talked about yesterday, the 40k adjacent show, like we should be working out how everyone could be having fun, not just the the, the wedge at the top. Uh, okay, so 40, yeah. uh, so kill team. Um, kill team, kill team. Yes. So it was stripped down rules. So that was a good way to go from stripped down rules into 40k. That's no longer the yeah. case? No. So it's now a completely different rule set. Um, I would liken it more to Warcry purely because it's a games workshop games that uses similar mechanics but it's not actually like warcry but you know it uses so now uh, space wounds don't have two wounds you know primaries don't have two wounds they have uh 12 right so you now have a, a pool of wounds oh. well yeah but likewise a las gun now doesn't do one shot or you know two shots in half it does um four shots okay so uh and you're rolling four dice and then you still need to hit your weapon skill ballistic skill and then cover gets in they've they've basically just taken uh, i mean this isn't the way to, it should be viewed if you're trying to get really into it to see what actual statistics are but if you just want to think about it as someone that doesn't know it they've basically multiplied everything to get away from having big damage spikes that immediately kill like small elite teams okay so you can run a little squad of four dudes and you might actually be around whereas in the old game of kill team which was much closer to 40k you might just lose them all turn one because you roll some ones and they roll some sixes. Okay. Right. So they've gotten away from that. So you can kind of now, because you have larger numbers you're working with, uh, you can survive spikes in dice. Okay. Yeah. So there's still a game, which I think is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, as someone that used to play Grey Knights and have been tabled turn one a few times, it's like, yeah, that kind of sucks. And you don't do anything wrong. You know, it just happens. So they've moved away from that possibility. They've given us, um, I, I think the, and still the most true thing i've ever said about this new version of kill team is that they've taken what are commonly considered to be good game design mechanics from other games and are letting us use our 40k models with them that that's really the best way to view it, it you know i'm not a game designer i'm not going to tell you if what they're doing is good or bad but i can point you to a whole bunch of other games that people say this is really good that's really good this is one a game design award this is you know and they're essentially porting all of that into their own system, smashing it together, and they probably know more than I do. So, you know? so title of title of the YouTube is uh, "Half Glass Dead Accuses Games Workshop of Game Design Theft." Is, uh, is, is the title? <laughs> Have they ever not stolen something? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like... Yeah, no. But that sounds that honestly sounds like positive because I like one of the <laughs> things that happens in 40k is people are like let's do 1500 points or thousand point games, and actually sometimes the game doesn't scale well. Yeah, and yeah. and and I guess when you get down to the micro, like you're talking with Kill Team, it it really, really didn't scale well uh, in some ways. So it sounds like a positive, right? You feel like that's a big positive? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, in in the old version, for example, the most powerful tactic was a CP reroll. Yeah, right. And obviously, in 40k, you will occasionally use a CP reroll, but the game doesn't define it. Doesn't define the game. In Kill Team, it did because you know, if you lose one model, that single roll can be 25% of your army dead. It's like, ah, yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> like, as a system, that's not a good thing, yeah. right? Um, now, in 40k, if you, oh, I mean, how often is, what, even 10% of your army going to rest on a single dice roll, you know? Uh, and so over here, they've kind of moved away from that. They've unshackled themselves from the 40-year-old game system that is 40k. Uh <laughs> And they've, yeah, 
just taking in new design concepts, which I'm not smart enough to say if they're actually good, but people tell me they are from other games. So. Well, that's good. Okay, that's, that's... I mean, and also, like, them having looked around in how they can make... Because, effectively... The games are quite often just vehicles, obviously, to sell the miniatures, right? Like, and we and we 100%. and we oftentimes don't think that they actually do a lot of super super hard. Like, they do like the the brick and mortars, right? They normally just build a house, but they don't like they don't like end up doing any of the interior design. They did it on a swamp, and there are no foundations. I uh, know. Uh, oh no, you meant the other uh, way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think yeah, I don't think they do any of the interior decor. You're like, oh, could you just do the right. plumbing? And they're like, listen, it's it's there. <laughs> it's just fill it in yourself. And you're like, okay. Like, but it's good that they. It sounds like they're going out there because I would say one of the positives of Kill uh, Kill Team was, and I guess is, is it's a fantastic way to start collecting minis and playing. Would you say that's one yeah, of the big yeah, pros? For sure. So in in a sense, they've kind of streamlined that a little bit as well in the old kill team. Uh, occasionally, or actually very often, you would need very strange loadouts, or you would need a single model from another kit. So, you know, you would need one Guardian Avenger in your Eldar team. But of course, you still have to buy five of them. Uh, whereas now they've kind of changed that so that your your kill team is essentially one or two boxes and you use either half or all of that box depending on your faction so i mean that that's a little bit better from from the game like value perspective i mean i i say eldar they were exceptionally bad you would often buy you know five different units because you needed like one of each of the different fine cast models uh to like have a good army um and then that was i don't know buying five or ten models to use one sucks Whereas now you buy a box, you are probably using that whole box. Okay. So, so talk to me about so so talk to me about the new kill team. Like, can we start a like army construction? Right. Is that the right place to start? Would you think, or maybe the box set? Like, oh, talk to me about the box set. Like, okay. How do we? What so, do you think? oh, jeez, uh, the box set. So the Octarius box. Well, obviously, I suppose the first thing we should mention because I'm curious your take on this. Um, they did the the promise. Everyone that orders it on that weekend is going to get it how do you view that uh yeah good great like um okay. I, I tried really hard in 2021 not really to talk about them as like <laughs> me you might laugh oh okay uh, no no as, as a like just as a just as a wholesale business like because i think their business practice is pretty dumb like but like I, I don't know if any of it's like intentional like i don't know if they try to generate fomo if they don't try to generate fomo if they're just sure. bad at projections like like it could be one of a million things feel free to row forever in the youtube comments um uh but like it's good for the consumer right like if that box is what you want you can get it yeah. excellent because pre-orders are also dumb for something that they're going to keep in stock forever. Like, you know, when pre-orders go up for the new Cruel Boys Vulture, they'll be like, pre-orders, you're like, the thing you're going to stock for 10 years. They're like, yes. Whereas I guess something like this is obviously going to go away. So it's good that they've made this promise. So really pro. Excellent news. Big thumbs to Games okay. Workshop. Um, I would say I don't know, though, if it's worth it, if that makes sense, because I don't know okay. if I should, if that's all I need. Because pre... Right, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Is that all I need? Is that where I start Kill so Team? If you, I mean, oh, this is so hard hard to answer. That's the same question as is the new um, Command Edition for 40k all you need? Oh. If you want to play Marines and Necrons, probably. If you don't view it as a collectible game, it's kind of a self-contained box. Yeah. But if you want to play Tau, well, you don't get any Tau and Octarius, right? Um, 
I will say the amount of terrain that you get in there, um, the widgets you get, the cast. I mean, you get everything you need to play Kill Team if you want to play Veteran Guardsmen or Commandos. Yes. Um, and I think it's a pretty well put together package. And I have no complaints uh, about the box sets. And I'm not going to comment on price because everyone's different about yeah, price, course. right? Yeah, yeah, that's really fair. Yeah. Uh, and so I would say Octarius, if you want to play Kill Team and you have an interest in those models, it's like, yeah, buy it. You, you are not going to get better value for Kill Team at any point. However, you then have to look, okay, well, actually, I don't really care about Commandos and Veteran Guardsmen. I want to play these two factions. And I have terrain. Well, you probably don't need to buy the box then. Because you can buy the core book and the uh, like the index. The, it's called the compendium. But if you remember 8th edition, yeah. uh, they released 40k index indexes. Uh, and that's what the compendium is, basically. Okay. Then in that case, you don't need to buy the Octarius, I'd say. Okay, well, that's good. Um, uh, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm, I, I'm, I have no kill team at all. Um, sure. Although I'm sure I've got some miniatures I could use. Um, so it, it sounds like something maybe that I'd be interested in picking up, I guess. Um, like, is there terrain in the box? I actually don't remember. Is there something? Oh, no, yeah. So there's huge, like, uh, there's basically orc. There's like an orc Oh, city. yeah, of course. I remember. Now, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, I would say, uh, a decent amount of terrain, just like they did for the Warcry starter and for the old Kill Team starter when they released the uh, Sector Imperialis terrain for the first time. A lot of terrain in there. Uh, it, it's good. If you need terrain... I would highly recommend picking it up. If you don't need terrain, obviously a, a large proportion of the value is probably tied up in terrain in this box, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you're, you're paying a significant amount for the terrain. So I guess my next question is is in Kill Team, as I understand it, like you need a... like Because it's one of the un, unmentioned things in 40k. They're like, hey, do you want to get into 40k? And you're like, I'd love to. And they're like, by the way, at some point you'll have to spend hundreds of pounds on terrain at home. Like and they're like like it just, it just <laughs> yeah. isn't that conversation ever. Like, do you think that that's an adequate amount to play with, or would you yeah. need more? Uh, so I've played a few games using just the terrain in the box. I would say, in a very pedantic manner, uh, I took all the terrain in the box, and then I I had a, a pipe from um, the old Dark Imperium box. Yeah. Uh, I added that to the game, and then then it felt complete. Okay. Maybe that's just me being pedant. I don't think that pipe actually made a huge difference. Okay. But for some reason, I added it, and I preferred the game that way. Use a toilet roll, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, spray paint it silver, um, and that would be just as good. So, no, I, I think, like, they're, they're not screwing you around. Uh, for example, the old Sector Imperialis terrain in Kill Team, I didn't really... I felt you needed more on the board. Like, you needed to go and buy uh, some mutatorial crates, you know? Now, in this, I think that is legitimately, that is a board of Kill Team. You could take it as a, this is a one-and-done board game. Amazing. It has everything you need. I'm not saying that's how people should buy it, obviously, because people have such faction pride in 40k that to say, oh, just pretend you don't play Space Marines, right? That's insane <laughs> to say. But um, But, like, if you wanted to... I think you could take it that way. Well, yeah. I, that was going to be my next question, I guess. So, like, if I wasn't interested in either of the two, like, kill team, like, yeah. uh, like gangs, teams, 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 nailed it. Um, it's in the title. Okay. It's in the title. Yeah, yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> would, what would, um, I, like, I would get the core book, like you said, and then uh, the compendium. 
um, and then I would pick up my team. So army list construction, how does that work? Like, is that a thing? Yes. So that comes from the compendium, which technically we're not supposed to fully know yet oh. like how, how it works. Yeah, they've done a really weird thing. They released the NDA for um, the core book and Octarius box on Monday. Mm-hmm. So everybody's talked about that, but they're not releasing the compendium NDA till Saturday. Oh, okay. So then I won't ask that question. There we go. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I'll tell you already, because if, if you, even if I didn't know, because I do have the compendium, but even if I didn't, we've already sleuthed uh, enough uh, from online from when they did their little reveal thing. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, and from the Warcom articles. So yeah. we, we do know. So, for example, um, every faction will have a fire team, which you can essentially think of as, as a block of five, 50 points, mm. right? And you're trying to make a 100-point team. Uh, and you just have a fire team, which is 50 points, and then you can mix and match from your different fire teams. Obviously, Space Marines... Uh, have a lot of different fire teams to choose from. So you can mix, let's say, uh, your... No, let's not use Space Marines because they're actually a weird exception. Uh, so Eldar have a lot of different fire teams. So you could mix in your 50 points of Eldar Guardians, 50 points of Storm Guardians, 50 points of Rangers, and you just take whichever block you want. Yeah. Okay. So if... Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. really easy for army construction, like super easy. Like... Yeah, I, I would say so. There, there is some uh you know which gunner option do you want do you want the flamer or do you want the melter do you want the heavy bolter or do you want the heavy flamer I don't know. yeah uh you know you do get to make these sorts of choices um it, it's definitely less than the previous edition of kill team was but they've changed that a little bit now so uh so after you've decided what your two fire teams are and you you then go and, and you figure out what match are you playing uh, and then who are you against? So you know the faction and the deployment zones that you're playing. Then you get to apply equipment to your models, which are essentially the way you are customizing your team. So that would be you might want to give one guy crack grenades yep. and you want to give another guy an Omni Specs. Uh, and, you know, that gives them different things. And then that is per mission. So if you're at a tournament, uh, you would have a roster. So you're not playing the same team every time. Uh, and further, if, if you take your your two fire teams, you then continue to per matchup say, all right, and now because these are space marines and they're tough to crack, I'm going to give everyone a you know supercharged las power cell. So all of your guys, you know, you can give them minus to AP essentially, or you can say, okay, this is a horde team. Everybody gets grenades with with the blast keyword or something like that yeah okay and that could be done per matchup after the mustering yeah i see for me one of the things we talked about a little moment ago was mm. uh like is how difficult it is to 40k like i said that a 40k codex for list construction genuinely feels like violence on the part of the writer <laughs> like it like yeah sure it feels like they're trying to make it tough for you this f- sounds a lot easier um because i could definitely understand you would want this maximum level of like customization that you would maybe get like in something like Necromunda. But I also 100%, if you were looking for something to get people into tabletop miniatures and to get them moving stuff around the board, kill team, like, are you like, cool. So you take two, you basically would take two fire teams, two 50 point teams. Yeah. So like in the last edition of kill team, one of my biggest videos Mm. was a two box buyer's guide. Yeah 
to kill team and still have effective kill teams because it was really complicated uh and there were a lot of trap noob options if you will yeah in this new version i am not going to be able to farm those clicks with that kind of video uh because it's really simple uh you just read the name of the the fire team what is it imperial guardsman okay you buy one box of imperial guard everything that comes in that box is legal build it however you want uh and one box of scions everything you can do in 40k with that scion team you can do in kill team and that's it that's your that's your guys hey that's really that's great that's brilliant that's really really good so like yeah. if i wanted to do different weapon loadouts i would buy a different box and redo the weapon loadouts or no um so they're a little bit different so for example, with Imperial Guard, we know this, uh, you can take one of each special weapon. Oh, okay. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Easy. Uh, up to a maximum of three. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, because yeah. Pragmatics that's saying in the chat what makes me not want to play a weapon loadout, so that's why I don't play 40k. I just don't want to choose okay. what I'm outfitting together as my models. I mean, I say that a lot of the time as well. Oh. Someone's like, <laughs> you know, someone's like, oh, this guy's got a multi-melter. He's got like a melter pistol, not a plasma pistol. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care, man like that's cool <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. that's fine no, I, I totally get that the old analysis paralysis like oh you know when i'm putting together uh, a, new, a new team i'm not going to magnetize them <laughs> please just tell me what you know what the best loadout is which is uh, the one. and i think with yeah. this as long as you don't have duplicates um you're fine yeah yeah so Kerskar says in the chat, um, but that sounds like everyone's team will be the same if you're only allowed mm. one of something. Why wouldn't you take it? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so indeed, this is a pointless system. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, when I was relating it to imagine it's a 50 blocker points, that's because there are no points. You just take a fire team. Uh -oh. And all of the weapons are just built. They're baked in to your fire team. Yep. So in, in ever again... Don't forget that we've moved away from the 40k system. Yep. So they have obviously therefore changed the stats on the special weapons. So if you're up against high armor, you take the melter. Thematically, it's the same as 40k. You take the melter to kill the high armor, yep. but it works completely differently. Um, you're against the horde. Again, you're going to take the flamer. Thematically the same, but it works completely differently. Um, so although they've kept the theme of the weapons, so you don't need to rethink what am I doing if you're coming from 40k, the way it actually mechanically works is different, and they have now balanced them out significantly better, I would argue, as somebody that is new to the game, right? Like, I don't know the rules perfectly, but obviously that's the intent. If you want to think about imbalance, potentially, um, then yeah, if you take the wrong loadouts, you have essentially made a mistake, and you don't get to redo it uh, because you've taken the cheaper weapons and therefore can add more bodies, kind of, yeah. like, which is how it would typically be balanced in the past. Um, they've also done like one of the balancing factors has been range. I'm not answering the question. So it's okay. <laughs> there's a lot. So, there's a lot. You explain the whole system to a bunch of noobs. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm fine with um, it. So are all factions going to essentially be the same? Um if you if you're playing just the compendium, you're going to see a lot of similarities in in teams. Yes. Because obviously well, apart from Space Marines, because they have access to ten fire teams right um and everybody else has two or three essentially so yep you're going to see similarities in fire teams the only difference for most is going to be how you decide to give them your special weapons mm -hmm. uh, and that's why i was mentioning equipment so once you've done the fire team 
when you're actually putting them into the game, you give them different equipment, and that's where you can change how they're going to play it a little bit. Yeah. But just models on the board, you're right. You're going to see a lot of similarities. Okay. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess another question's coming in uh, at the moment, and I know you're just answering them, not telling us all the bits, so maybe it'll be it'll come up. Um, uh, but yeah. like, how would you feel? Like, is the game designed? Would you say to be a competitive game? Like, would you have kill team tournaments? And if it is or it isn't, how would you end up balancing those different fire teams if there's no points sure. to do that? Yeah. So um, let's think. So firstly. You know, I think GW's design philosophy is that every game can do everything, right? They're not going to come out and say Kill Team isn't a competitive game. Or even crazier, they're not going to come out and say Kill Team is only a competitive game, right? So we kind of have to figure it out for ourselves and it's still very early days. Yeah. However, I have been talking to um, a playtester uh, who is, seems to be in relatively close contact with the designer, whose name I shan't say because... They don't like that anymore, yeah, yeah. I think. Also, it might not mean anything, right? Who cares what the name is? Um, and he, the playtester tells me uh, that apparently this designer definitely leans more towards the more competitive side of game design. Um, certainly a lot of the rules in here are written very pedantically, uh, <laughs> which is obviously good for when you get into arguments about rules. But um, it does mean that most things you're going to probably want to read twice uh not gonna lie um but is it a how do they balance it competitively so that's what i was trying to get at with the you can take different weapons because don't forget you're drawing from a roster mm. in 40k everything needs to be take all comers essentially yeah doesn't it um in this you take every different weapon and then when you muster you know the faction you're against so you take the best loadout for that faction Right. To try and counter them. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So, therefore, the points cost of those weapons are built into the fact you can take anything. So, you are always taking the best option. That's how they're pointed. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, I think that's interesting. I know Gangster Pairs of Dice is a bit, like, scared about no points, but we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, uh, what are the... Well, I do remember Age of Sigmar. That was genuine no points uh, when it launched. Yeah, that but... was you could literally have an army of a thousand models as long as they fit in the deployment zone against one guy. Yeah, and then and then we did community points, which Games Workshop then adopted into the General's Handbook, and they literally right. took the missions, which they then turned into 40k, which <laughs> is all actually built on War Machine and Hordes. So if anyone's playing sure. 40k or, or Age of Sigmar, you're actually still just playing a, um, a housebrew version of War Machine Hordes from... Uh, version two so uh fun perfect uh, yeah. <laughs> so Great. it didn't quite go the way like someone got someone literally retired over that decision like got made to retire oh, yeah. yeah it was not good is uh the decision you mean the no points the thing? no points thing was not good. that was a crazy decision <laughs> right <laughs> what? all of the dice yeah like... yeah that was i <laughs> uh, yeah yeah okay all right well i i back at back when that happened i didn't know like i wasn't in the community mm. at all ben so i didn't know any talkings behind the scenes but i'm glad to know that somebody had to uh, <laughs> be reprimanded for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> retire that was... uh, good luck yeah. good luck loads of love alan merritt you, you look after yourself <laughs> um uh, <laughs> so uh so so now we know how to build the armies and stuff um, okay, yeah. and, and we know that the stuff inside the box is is correct. Like, what else do we need to know? Like, like, like what are the major changes? Like, you've said everything balances out. Oh, they put yeah, stuff sorry. In. So, uh, I, like, one of the big things is it's full-on alternating activations. Okay. Um, 
I I move my guy, you know, his two, three action points, whatever he has, then you move your guy, my guy, you know, back and forth um, throughout the entire entire game, which obviously just immediately gives the the game an entirely different feel to either of the big games. Um, and I think one of the the big things is the way it all interacts with each other. So uh, I have not thought about how to say this in a way that sounds entirely interesting at all. Basically, when you activate, you decide whether your guy is attacking the enemy or hiding from the enemy. That's an engage or a conceal. Um, and then as you move around, depending on what you've decided you want your guy to do, he interacts with terrain in a different way. So it's a very tactical game when it comes down to that, uh, because you know if you're hiding, then you go and you go behind terrain, you can't be shot. But if you're attacking, you go behind terrain, you're just getting a bonus to that. But you can still shoot. Whereas if you're hiding, you can't take any uh, aggressive action essentially. And so you need okay. to decide what are you doing this turn with this guy. Um, and again, I wish I had thought about how to say that in a more engaging way. But that is essentially. The, the base of the game is, as GW has kind of pitched it, is very streamlined, right? I could teach okay. you the core of the game in about five minutes. Oh, wow. It, it's super easy. Um, the, but the way you interact with terrain on these different, uh, like, hiding or attacking orders defines the entire game. So terrain is actually super important, making sure you have a busy enough board. Um, and, and that's kind of, but then it's really hard to explain to someone, this is what makes the game interesting. Uh, and I need to uh, think about that a bit more. But yeah. Okay, no, that's, that's really fair. That's really fair. I've got a couple of other questions. Do factions uh, with different armies still have their own special rules, like chapter tactics for Marines? Or is that baked into fire teams? How's that work? So, um, right. So much like uh index 40k compendium kill team is going to be pretty bare bones i would say and if you're playing a faction from the compendium don't expect that to be what you're playing in a year's time like that's how i'd probably pitch it to you although if you play the old kill team i would say that the compendium kill teams are more fleshed out than it was then from core but you're not playing 40k here uh you don't have chapter tactics yet I suspect they're going to come in, in an expansion. Uh, I assume we're all going to get them at the same time. That's what they did in the previous edition of Kill Team. Um, so it's very stripped back. But you do have, you know, uh, faction-specific tactics you can play. Um, and once they eventually release your Kill Team for the faction, you will end up with uh, faction-specific secondaries, uh, much like in 40K you play with secondaries. Um, yeah. Okay, um, that's that's really interesting. Angle in the chat saying, "Oh boy, it's going to be a lot of books. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of books." They yeah, love a I book. know. It does. It does feel like it does feel like the specialist games, especially Kill Team, the Necromunda, Blood Bowl, yeah. are a real good. Like we're gonna we're gonna pump out another thirty two books here. Yeah. Um, do, would you say that feels like that's probably fair? If I was being not charitable to GW, I would assume we're going to end up with like eight books minimum. Um, mm. But that might not be the case. Okay, so if if they do what we are afraid they do, and they basically just re-release Octarius with two different factions every time, then obviously we're going to end up with as many books as is half the number of factions, right? Uh, yeah. 
but we don't know. Apparently, we might be getting the roadmap either this week or next week so that we actually know what they're going to do. But until we get that, it's pure speculation. The only thing that I, that well, you know, various playtesters have dropped in my Discord in like very unofficial ways is that we are pretty certain that every faction is not going to be stuck and relegated to their compendium rules. We're going to get updates for everything. And a lot of them, and this should hopefully interest 40k players, are going to get custom sculpts. Oh, yeah, that's fun. So, so um, but we don't know bit, which ones, like under- but a majority of them. Yeah, similar to Underworlds. A bit like the... Un- yeah. yeah, similar to Underworlds. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what level. Like, obviously, they pitched the Commandos in Krieg as these are just regular units in 40k, but we've completely mm. given them custom rules in Kill Team. They might do that for all of them, or they might do the Underworlds route where they say, right, these are five custom sculpts. They are these named characters. They are this Kill Team. You can use them, but they're not really 40k custom like things. And they, uh, thanks, Musaka Koala, for doing it in a gift subscription. Um, and also, everyone else subscribed. I saw Pete subscribed earlier and a bunch of other people. Ziggy, big love. Um, would you... So, just just to catch me up, just a quick one. Sure. So, just wonder. Just This is just a, a quick left field. Uh, um, the previous kill teams, you could buy individually, like, as just the models, or they were always hard-locked into, like, a box with, like, a book and terrain. No, no, no. So, the, um, the previous edition of Kill Team essentially didn't have any unique sculpts. It was all straight from 40k. There was one core book which had the rules for every single faction and then we got an expansion which was called elites which gave us basically two or three additional data cards for every single faction and i have to just say i love that as somebody that likes to jump to different factions you give me two books with every faction that's amazing for me but in fairness like i think the compendium is amazing value because i will play like half of these right (laughs) because it's every faction if you just want one faction, you still have to buy the same book I'm buying, and that's kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow. Bitter pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. That's interested. Um, and someone asked a question. I think that's another good one as well. Would you, would you start to build like so? You got the compendium. Would you build those fire teams now, or knowing? Um, that that potentially there's going to be book releases yeah, or anything else. Yeah. Like like, would you so hold? So I poked, I poked the tester I know to see if he could tell me if I should start hobbying or if I should wait. Mm. He hasn't let me know, so I, I can't. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I think that the compendium's going to be around for long enough that go for it, and they're not getting like the compendium teams aren't going away. You know, they will still be there. They'll still be valid. Yeah. And I have no doubt. That, for example, let's say Tau, let's just assume, for argument's sake, they get a, a team of custom breacher sculpts, because that's quite kill team spec, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that your existing breaches are going to be, you know, invalid. You can just proxy them. I don't think you'd have any issue. Just like with commando sculpts, you can still use the old commandos. Like, there's still a whole bunch of valid picks there. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that, that's 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 good news, I think, for everyone in that in that situation because most of us are in it for the miniatures. Oh um, yeah, like that's the bit that like that's the bit that really makes it sing to us. Is there anything else you think that maybe we need to know about like the whole thing? I guess um, yeah. I've got one more thing, which again, really hard to get across until you play it. 
But I, I think one of the big things for me that I've noticed is, and I kind of touched upon this at the beginning, whereas I felt there was always a lack of theme and narrative in 40K and Kill Team, and I never cared. Like, that wasn't a negative to me. Um, but in this, I think they've, they've changed something, and the theme is completely inescapable. Like, this theme of, like, spec ops teams. Um, yeah. If that sounds interesting to you, then you kind of can't escape it. And one thing I noticed is, you know, even on surface level of what they have called the names of abilities and mechanics, you could have a completely, you know, mechanics-driven player describing their game, like play for play, talking to a narrative player, and they would be using such terms that the narrative player would receive the story. Like, yeah. so everyone's not a model or a unit, they're an operator. Like, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're not advancing, you're dashing. Uh, you, it's, it's a very interesting thing uh, that I don't quite yet know how to fully describe either yet. Um, but it, it seems really cool to me so far. Yeah. Okay. No, that's excellent. No, I, that makes loads of sense. I, it's Honestly, it sounds very interesting to me. I think one of the things um, that I talk about a lot on the show, obviously, is because I do coverage for 40K and Age of Sigma, and my brain is constantly doing coverage. Like, we're doing live streaming yeah. all weekend for two Age of Sigma tournaments. One, a big special Super Series match, another just a, an Age of Sigma singles event. So, like, my brain's all over that, as well as thinking about doing 40K coverage and other stuff. Um one of the things that always comes up is that games are quite long and i feel like a kill team game would take roughly how long to play do you think yeah so um right i think that if you have two people that know the game and are playing more elite teams uh you can probably smash this in about 50 minutes wow five zero um yeah I'm at the end of September running a tournament where obviously everyone can take whichever faction they want and we're all going to be beginners. I, we're going to do an hour and a half and I cool. think that most people will still finish but, you know, beginner tournament, who knows, right? Uh, but Is it I, a one-dayer? Essentially, yeah, it's a one-dayer but we're doing two. So Saturday and Sunday but they're separate. Okay, and how many rounds is it? Uh, we do five. Oh, cool. So five one-and-a-half-hour games. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't know, for the Kill Team tournaments, because our rounds are so much shorter, we do one-day events um, because you can actually finish a full round. That Honestly, yeah. like, because that's one of the, those conversations. Because, again, one of those interesting things for me, I wonder how, like, do you think it would transfer well to live coverage or, or not? Yeah, so I was watching your thing um, talking about, like, uh, well, or maybe I inferred this uh, from what you said and added my own spin to it. But um, I think you said that Warhammer is kind of a terrible game to watch. Um, and it's never going to be this eSport that some people are trying to turn it into. Um, because it's just too long. And it's just, like, as you say, if you've got Admech versus whatever, and that changes as the meta changes. Like, there's not really a huge amount to say. And it's kind of a foregone conclusion. And that's... And plus, it's a slow game. You're basically just talking to your co-presenter for three hours, right? Like, you're not really saying much about the state of the game. You know, this isn't a five-minute Overwatch round, right? Um, I think that, again, obviously, Kill Team is not a five-minute Overwatch round. Uh, I wish. It's not even a 25-minute Warcry round, right? I think 
However, that you know, if I was to be charitable, obviously until somebody sits down and actually tries to narrate an entire game, um, it's it's hard to say how much of it will actually be engaging. I mean, is it going to be interesting to talk about, oh, that guy put an engage order on the model instead of a cover order or a conceal order. Let's talk about that for five minutes as they roll dice. Well, we're going to have to get you up to the arena and uh, we'll do all the show production and we'll just get you in the commentary booth and then we'll see how it works. That sounds like it. That sounds like a great plan. I think I think I think Warhammer like Agency Warhammer 40k can definitely be like more esportsy and you could do coverage. Uh, You just can't do you can't cover one game for two and a half hours, probably because I've got like there's no one else in the world who has the experience of doing that more than me. Um, which is why, obviously, we do things like the Super Series and we do multi-table coverage because I think oftentimes oh. games are about the moments and so you want to try and pick up yeah. as many moments as possible. So you want to jump between three or four different battles and be like, did the Gargan end up kicking the boat in the f- like you know out of the sky somehow? And then on the other table, did Nagash end up putting the Stonehorn, like handed Dustin off the Stonehorn? Those are the... Those are the um, uh, the kind of moments you want the epic clashes that define the game. And, and similarly, and and uh, and similarly, I think Kill Team, you still wouldn't just do the one match. You would do multiple. Sure, you would okay. do you would do the multiple matches. Although uh, alternating activation might actually change up how you would uh, how you would do it. But I think I think it's fascinating, right? Because I think ultimately the the main thrust of the point, uh, the main thrust is I think miniatures gaming is something one hundred percent that's like castable it's watchable as an event um uh, it's just finding exactly the right format that makes it really entertaining for the audience to be a part of right Uh, because bat reps get thousands thousands and thousands yeah yeah. um uh so and they're even doing the live ones now which are literally some of the most watched ones and they're four hours (laughs) yeah And people are watching them. Well, I think that they're more know? friendship simulators, right? Like, oftentimes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, like, you're not watching the game, you're watching the people. Yeah, 100%, which is why some are really yeah. successful and some aren't really successful. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kinnig gets right. Maybe we just need to be like golf and be like, so the commando has slowly moved across, <laughs> as you can see. Uh, <laughs> just really, I really have harsh. often thought <laughs> yeah. that uh, I think something that would be really good to do and would actually get the views is a David Attenborough style <laughs> narration of a battle report. <laughs> I think people would be there for that. Okay, that's excellent. I'm really into yeah. that. Um, all right. So honestly, you've got me like you've got me very interested in at least watching it work. I like I told you off air. Like I think learning another game system is one of those things um, that doesn't sing to me, but. For for the thing that interests me maybe most is how watchable would it be for an audience? It sounds very very watchable. Yeah, yeah. As you say, the alternating activations means that literally something is happening every time somebody does something. Yeah. Right. Every you know you mentioned okay. Um, oh, what's the dwarf's name? Grombrindle. Uh, Gotrek. Uh, the white dwarf. Oh no, Grombrindle. Gotrek. Yeah. yeah. There you oh, go. Uh, no, no. Uh, Gotrek has just charged Nagash. What's going to happen? Um, like this, this this is big. Whereas now, because every model on the team does basically matter and they are doing something and they are being attacked and they are doing something, every single activation, everything matters. But when is it watchably happening? Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to figuring it out. 
Mm, yeah, sounds interesting. Um, and also it sounds fun because truthfully, truthfully, that special operations kind of aspect of uh, of 40K does seem to tie mm. in with a lot of the law that I've generally read, although having read like sure. a lot of the heresy as well. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> you know, mark it on your calendars, uh, the Beast of Rise series, which is one of my favorite 40K sets of like books. Um, there are these huge, ridiculous battles, but there are also sometimes like some small little engagements, and it feels very sure. fun to try and maybe recreate those. Especially as I imagine you can make some awesome, awesome scenery set design pieces, right? You could have some yeah, very yeah. fun battle zones. Yeah, definitely that. And like one of the big things about narrative play, which I think they, they're taking kind of from Necromunda, but I don't play Necromunda, so I can't really say, is like you get to set up your own um, HQ. You know, so if you're a modeler, you can have fun building your own little den. And, you know, if it's Tyranids, you can build it as an actual hive or den. If you're Imperial Guard, it can be a command bunker. If you're Death Watch, it can be whatever Death Watch have. I don't know. A chapel. Anger. Uh, that's what I've got. So. Yeah, yeah, anger. Yeah, that's the that's the HQ <laughs> anger. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. one of the uh, again, just to, just to touch on it, like obviously I've done a lot of three D printing for the forty k terrain, Age Sigma terrain for the venue, and I keep looking at incredible like designs for terrain, and I'm like useless. It's not an L. It's not a C. It's not a box. It means nothing to <laughs> right. me. Um, but yeah. like for forty k, uh, sorry for kill team amazing stuff like there's truly phenomenal yep. stuff out there um uh, like yes. i feel like kill team and um 3d printing are like the the the, the kind of the dream mix-up because it's like you say it's all low economy resource right you've only got to paint yep. up a small team so it's not tons and tons of time the games aren't yep. massive so even in an evening when you're playing with your friend you maybe get two games in like uh, over the course of an yeah, evening yeah i mean Normally we do three games. Like if I'm going to go out to Bad Moon uh, or whatever in, in London, um, I'll do three games in the evening, and that's kind of standard. Yeah. Oh yeah, amazing. All right. Well, listen, it's, it's when's your event? Uh, you should let us know. Um, so it's the London Grand Tournament. Oh, um, I'm the one um, toing for the Kill Team event. Basically, it's not it's not my event. I'm just offered to to for it. Yeah. Um, because more people playing Kill Team, the better. It's uh, September twenty sixth, twenty seventh, I think. Yeah. So we'll. But it's basically the the final weekend of September. Yeah, we'll be there for that because we're doing the coverage for. Oh, awesome! Uh, I'll see you. For eighty more forty k. Yes, you will. That'll be fucking great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sweet. So if you are all the tickets sold, or like, there's still some tickets available. No, uh, so uh, the guy's been very nice to me and he's saying that we are going to continue accepting tickets like all the way through September. There's enough kind of, I think we're at like we've four players at the moment. So, you know, it's obviously much smaller okay. as the game is just released. Uh, so, but yeah, he's keeping it open. We, we are going to have a cap at 64 if we hit that just for manageability issues. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. Amazing. Um, okay, really, really excited about that. Um uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pragmatic. I agree. We just we, everyone the, the chat now are like, how are we going to film that, Rob? I'm like, we've got this, boys. Yeah. We will get some pinhole cameras. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. Um, uh, we'll build we'll build it in the terrain. Uh, we'll make yeah. the, we'll make the terrain cameras, boys. Like we've got this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. I hope uh, anyone who's listening has got this. And obviously, we could just if you wanted to like get in depth stuff, we can just go to your YouTube channel, right? And we yeah. can learn loads more. Yeah, I mean, obviously, keep in mind the game is the game hasn't released yet. I have an early copy yeah. because of GW, but the game's not out, right? Pre-orders are this weekend. 
the game's not going to release for at least a week, maybe two. So everything I'm talking about on my channel is still like I am a beginner player, and I have to throw that out there. My my content's pretty casual. Um, some people think I'm competitive. I'm really not. It's just after playing Kill Team for three years, I knew what I was talking about, right? Cons yeah. Assume that my content is going to go back to me playing a game and saying, oh, well, I played that completely wrong, didn't I? Whoops. Can you tell me how to play better? Because genuinely, that's just uh, my channel's about me playing the game uh, more than anything else. Well, look, so Kurskar in the chat said, I had to watch the Glass Half Dead video uh, to understand, cover, line of sight, uh, kill team issues. So there you go. You're helping your community out, and that's wonderful. So I did nail that. Great. I did nail that video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. I nailed that right in. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm super glad. Is there anything else you, you want to bring up before we head out? Uh, no, that's you, it. You think we got it? Uh, oh. Play Kill Team. I'm not trying to shit it to you. I just think it's a genuine alternative to 40k. That's it. Consider it. If you have a 40k army, you already have a Kill Team. There you go. I personally think, I, like, I think maybe small squad-based games probably... Do I think that like they might even be the better version of tabletop wargaming? I'm not sure. Like I haven't played, I haven't played it enough to like make that assumption. But like whenever I hear about it, I think, I think about the lead time. Like I'm currently, like I said, building an orc army, and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. like it's a lot of painting. Yeah, yeah. Like it took me a, a whole day to build four buggies, and they're only a hundred. No, they're what three sixty points for four buggies. Yeah. I'm not even twenty five percent into my army. And it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's it, <laughs> like, it is like, crazy. I've also so as I said I've been I'm oh, sorry I don't know if you're trying to close the show. No, it's okay. I'm not. No, oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to go. Um, like so I'm getting into 40k. Right, haven't played over a thousand points yet, and like yeah, I don't like hobbies, so that's a huge issue for me. The price it could be cheaper, but whatever. Like it's it's a hobby. Who cares, right? Um, but I've got to say, as I read other people talking about like the the, the game design of 40k and how. Other games are just significantly better. The only other thing I've played is Star Wars Legion. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm really... I mean, I want to play 40k, right? Because there's the community, the lore, etc. I want to play 40k. But I'm pretty... I'm like 90% sure that if there wasn't the community or the lore, I wouldn't be playing 40k, right? Like, it's not a good game. And I'm really kind of trying to find the fun in the game that is there. Um... Mm -hmm. And I'm still working on that. Rob, what is the fun? Tell me. <laughs> Sell it to me. <laughs> Come on, off air, you said did, yeah. you think I like everything other than the games, yes, which I had to defend. You did, yeah. So maybe I haven't given myself, uh, I haven't chance. put that out there in the world. Uh, here's my chance. Yeah. So a lot of, especially when I do coverage or when I'm like, if I do the Stat Center, if I do the Monday show or when we talk about top, like top end 40K or top end Age Sigma. Unfortunately, we do talk about like we do talk about in a polarizing nature because uh, and also like in a very like zero one nature because of the information. But that it, it does allow there is room for ambiguity. The difference between someone like a, a Tom Layton, John Lennon and your regular like dude is pretty vast, mm. ultimately, like and I don't generally tend to vocalize this thought but i would say i would put i i don't know if you've heard me say this before but there are three tiers uh, of wargaming or three skill sets you've got beginner which is where you make mistakes um and i would put and then you've got intermediate where you don't make any mistakes and you've got advanced where you force your opponent to make mistakes so those are your three i would put maybe 95 percent of the entire player base in beginner 
maybe a higher percentage, maybe like 98% into beginner. And obviously, I put myself in there as well. I think there's very few times I've pushed myself. I think when I played my Chaos Dwarves for a year, I was very close to intermediate, where I made no mistakes, and, and, and I maybe occasionally pushed into advance where I forced mistakes. But at the moment, because I haven't really set myself like a, a true army that I'm going to play, um, I definitely am at the beginning. Whatever I pick up, like even even my Zinch, I played them in three tournaments now for Age of Sigmar 3, and I'm still in that beginner category. And also, the game is just out. So I'm still in that beginner category. We've got some Super Series uh, event this weekend, uh, an event this weekend between two teams of six, and they're all great players, but I'm still going to put them in. They're going to make some mistakes on the tabletops over the course of the weekend, which puts them in beginner, which, like, it's very hard to be a war gamer and take yourself even into intermediate. So the fun is the fact that you're actually in the largest pool of beginners, maybe in the world. Like, I don't know what other sport or game. Like, if I picked up Call of Duty now, I'm going to get fucking smashed, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and I reckon that there's a lot more people in, like, intermediate than there necessarily are in beginner. So when you go to a tournament, you're probably in a pool of, like, 95, 90% beginners. And that is the fun, because actually... The things that get talked about are the two five percent. They're the things that get talked about all the time. That's the media coverage, and I talked about that yesterday on the show. That actually maybe the media outlets, me myself included, don't help propagate the right kind of conversation about the whole eventing industry as is. You obviously have to work really hard to go from beginner to intermediate, and that's work. Same way. I reckon if you and me were like, hey, do you want to get a tennis racket? I don't know if you play tennis, so if you do, like, let me know. But like, Once upon a time. Okay, sure. but like, yeah. like If you and me just went and got a tennis racket and just like smashed a ball around for a few hours, that's very different to even people who just compete at their local level compared to like yeah. an out there level. So we could definitely have a laugh, yeah? And I would want to try and beat you and you would want to try and beat me, but fuck knows how we would fucking do it. Like, we'd just be like, it, yeah. would, it would be luck. Make it yeah, up. yeah, it'd be luck more than ever something we intended. So the fun of both Age of Sigmar and 40k and the fun of the game is that that conversation that's had about that very bleeding edge is really not indicative of the entire game at all. It probably doesn't affect 90% of the audience, which is fascinating because it's probably the most media coverage. Mm. That, like It gets the most media coverage. The top 1% sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's 90% yeah, it's yeah. of the media coverage is about the top 5%. Yeah. Like, sure. so it's a bit disingenuous, actually, the way the entire... And I include myself in that group. Um, it's a bit disingenuous about the entire thing is, uh, like, the way it's talked. So the fun is that, actually, the the myth that you're sold isn't real. And you'll turn up and there'll just be, like, five dudes that you play Warhammer against. You'll be like, do you know what that does? You'll be like, fuck no. Let's go find out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. the fun, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's really interesting, as you say, how, you know, the top 1% is talked about, like, I mean, that's what all the content's about. The content is either this is how you build an army for this faction, or it's this is Richard Ziegler. Let's, you know, watch him for three hours, right? And, like, there's almost nothing in between. Or maybe there is, and I don't view it that way because I'm such a beginner that I don't realize, oh, that guy that went to that tournament... He's not, and, and is now doing a, a report for it. He's not trying to be that one percent. He's happy where he is. He's just letting us know how his games were. But because I'm such a noob, I can't tell. Yeah, 
yeah, effectively. So, like, I, I, the fun is that the game is actually pretty fun because most of the time no one will know what the fuck's happening and you'll just be like, this is cool, this guy's fighting this guy. And the dice make it the fun bit, right? I think, uh, sure. uh, like, in my opinion. So I hope, maybe, maybe does that work? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, I would say my very limited guess, guesswork is that the fun in 40k over any other game is rolling dice. Uh, yeah. Or does it might that's sound? In every, that's in every game, so like, it doesn't really work, does it? <laughs> no, no, you, you always roll dice, but the amount of dice you roll, and I don't mean that in like a negative way, I mean it like it is genuinely fun to sometimes roll a lot of dice. Yeah. Yeah, mm. some people might hear that and say, oh, "I don't like that." But like, I, I as a new player, I think, "Yeah, I can't do that." Like in Star Wars Legion, you you never run more than eight dice or something like that. You know, mm. um, sometimes it's fun to pick up a handful of twenty dice. I think it's I think it's just fun to make your things do the thing. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? When you've got sure. like the fucking Thunderhammer, you're like, I'm going to smash it with my Thunderhammer now. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's where the fun is. Yeah, and yeah. Rolling the dice. I managed to get my big. 300 point character into your big 300 point character and, and we're gonna yeah that's fun yeah that's the fun yeah. and i guess i guess it's whether or not it's a bit like uh your 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 fandoms right like you might be hype as fuck for luke fighting darth vader like you're like i want to watch that fight all the time yeah yeah whereas yeah. whereas that's not me for you it's I, yeah. williman versus Apple. yeah yeah exactly you're there whereas i just always want to watch tony jar fight anyone uh, but that's a that's a different like because sure. that that's my, that's where I stand for like uh, screen fighting. But like yeah, you, like, that's why you said like people really love their factions, right? So you want to see your space wolf fucking punch that Eldar in the face, yeah? That's true. That's what you want to see. And then like other people are like, no, oh my oh my Eldar guy to like dodge it and they stab you in the face and then for some reason I have thirty two other rules that mean I win. Um, like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's how Eldar do it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where the fun is. Um, I think it's about you fall in love with some piece of narrative or model, and then you just get hype about it. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure other people will be like, there is other fun. But it is fun. It is fun. That's the important point, okay. which I maybe haven't been expressing enough. Although that was the first thing I said on the 500 show, is that maybe the games are fucked, but they're super fun. So like both sure. those two things can be true yeah. for some reason. Um, no, no, I, I, I get that. Yeah, I do have a final question if I can ask. Yeah. I'm sure you've already no, no, go for it and can verbalize oh. it. But um, you're definitely AOS over 40k. Mm. It, what, what's the reason? I think it's just exposure and like. So I've been really lucky over the past four years because we've nearly been doing the war game for four years. So when I went to work for Games Workshop, um, I played no 40k. I'd played loads of Horus Heresy and I'd played loads of Age of Sigmar at the time, and then Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Um, and I hadn't played much 40k. So we, and when I went to work for Games Workshop, I knew that the new edition. Obviously, the audience didn't know the new edition of 40k was coming out, so I didn't learn seventh, and instead I started slowly learning eighth, um, and then I got into eighth. Uh, but then over the past four years, like it, Nick and Tom have just done such an amazing job of like being the 40k guys. I haven't really had to take on all the burden of learning everything about it. And also, I didn't love eighth very much like what we were talking about. Okay. Like, I don't think eighth was overly good. I think it was like it had big meta problems, which ninth has now, to be honest. You know, as much as yeah. I'm <laughs> like ninth has now. So like, but I think the the problems in ninth aren't structural. I think they're 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 symptomatic. Like so, I think eighth had okay. a problem for the whole game 
um, in, in like you just got shot off the board first turn, a bunch of other stuff, and scoring was really shit. Right. Um, whereas, and you had to play ITC, not whatever else. Uh, ninth edition yeah. just has a these two thing. These things are too good, which is a very different setup. Like you can fix that. You can just make them not good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but Age of Sigmar's priority role is the is the one is the difference right like it's and and maybe that keys in with 40k and uh, sorry with kill team the 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 amazing way of playing age of sigma is that every game is like i think it's 36 permutations right or something like that because you've got your first mm. turn and whoever decides who goes first so there's already a difference there i could give you the turn or take the turn so already there's a difference okay and then okay. into the priority roll into two so that's two games already that exist so into the priority roll into two that's two more games that exist, so that's four. And then branching off from that, it's multiple versions of the game. So it feels very fluid, if that makes sense. Okay. Whereas you go, I go for whole armies in 40k, I guess feels yeah. a little bit more old PlayStation 1 where you like try and run into the grass and it somehow stops you forever. Like You're very yeah, guided. Right. Surely you love the interactions yeah. in Kill Team, right? The back and forth. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. Alternating activations is... I'm not saying 40k has to do it to be a good game, but like at a skirmish level, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course, yeah. Um, but that's really why I, I think the lore in 40k is probably better. Like, um, okay. like I would say the models, models are pretty good. I mean, Age of Sigmar's got fucking super diverse model range now. Like, it has great models. Age of Sigmar, I, I've got to say, like they're, they're all beautiful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, someone's like, "This is my, this is my slightly different bolter." You're like, "Cool, bro. Cool, bro." Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like, "Okay, buddy." Okay. <laughs> I just want to see some new Space Marine weapons. Like, give them some fucking crazy guns. Get some mad they shit. They have. Them. They have a different magazine in the clip. <laughs> it's fine. That's it. Okay. Man, that heavy intercessor kit. The heavy intercessor looked cool. But actually having anybody try to claim, no, you have to have the magazine to be WYSIWYG, I wasn't having that. Was, you, that you're, not that. you're not having that. No. <laughs> that was stupid. Whoever said that yeah, I, in my chat. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, thanks to Miss Lolly P for subscribing for the first time. That's cool. Uh, right, listen, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Uh, maybe yeah. in a month or so, you'll come back and you'll, you'll let us know, like, what's... what's... <laughs> I'm playing 40k now. Kill <laughs> uh, team's dead. <laughs> Your team sucks. I buried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah because it's been a real, a real delight having you on and talking to you. So thank you very much for offering up your time to do so. Um, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, and I hope everyone uh, uh, goes and checks you out uh, over on YouTube and, and hangs out with you. Uh, big shout out to Twitch chat. Loads of love. Uh, you're all wonderful people, of course. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow and for the 40K Spy Center on Thursday night. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, and just thanks for hanging out. It's all been lovely. Thanks for listening to Wargamer. See you guys soon. Bye.